I'm pretty. I like how gorgeous. Come to me. you reflect on uh, how awful the entire world is outside of your vehicle. I'm so glad I don't drive. You're not missing anything good. No. Zipping from point A to point B. There's so much traffic now. It's way worse here. I mean, are you really zipping from point A to point B? <laughs> Trudging. Any faster than going on the bus anymore? Walking. I think we could have crawled faster. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Intro. Um, welcome. Happy Halloween, everybody. This is this is gonna be. Um, we're gonna drop this one a day early. It's Halloween. Yeah. It's not exactly today. It's the twenty fifth as we record this, isn't it? Yes. No. No. Twenty sixth. Twenty sixth. I don't know. Twenty sixth. And we are going to talk about a great movie, and because it's good, we know it's going to be a shorter episode, <laughs> we're going to pad it out by talking about our own personal lists of some favorites. Um, welcome to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are just over a year old, and we haven't missed a week. Or learned a thing. <laughs> or that. I would say I've learned a lot from sitting across from you two. Uh, things I wouldn't have guessed, movies I wouldn't have watched. Yeah. So well, maybe a, a better person for it on some level. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you say so. That's my story. Stick to it. All right. Thank you to the Moonrays for giving us intro creature features. That song at the top of the show. Um, you can find them on Amazon or you can find them on iTunes. If you want to buy their music, mm. 
Say hi to him on Facebook where they are the moon dash rays. Is that a hyphen or a dash? What do you prefer to say? I'd say hyphen. But you don't say back backslash, do you? Or forward slash. In, 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 the, the English say stroke, don't they? Um, I think nowadays you'd say slash. Okay. <laughs> but you wouldn't say... The slashening. <laughs> the strokening. <laughs> Have you watched that yet? The, sl- no. the stabbing <laughs> or whatever it was? No, I've not. Okay. I'm intrigued. I brought my list of movies I've watched. Good. Um, we should probably mention that the featured movie will be spoiled by us. Andrew the Ram. Yes. <laughs> I think I watched the wrong movie. Uh, and uh, we're not professional critics. We may say critical things. Oh, I, I'm super critical. I listened back to the uh, the Ravager episode, yeah. which is uh, much more entertaining than the movie. But uh, we'll mention this film we seen called We Are Still Here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is it like in some snowy New York like upstate? Yes. Yeah. I've actually seen that. That's how good it is. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, it was... I was like, no, that sounds familiar. It almost had something, but ultimately it was a bunch of nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, they tried to set it in the 70s, and there were some kind of... It looked really nice, yeah. ...funny bits, and it looked nice, but ultimately it was a bunch of nothing. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, so, I mean, I could... If I hadn't written it down, I probably wouldn't remember it. <clears throat> so, what have you watched since last time, Will? Well, I don't remember where we left off, but uh, uh, let's see. I'm going to just read some that I know that I didn't mention. I watched The Machine That Kills Bad People. <laughs> wow. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. It's an Italian film. You're not making uh, this up? <laughs> no. It's an Italian film where a photographer meets the devil and the devil shows him if he takes a photo of a photo of someone that person will die a photo of a photo Uh uh-huh oh okay and it was pretty good there's these americans that go around they're being pushed from like people's house to house because every time they show up somebody dies Hmm. but it has nothing to do with them it's all this guy who's the photographer, I can't think of his name. Wow. Uh, I enjoyed it. Gene didn't like it so much. Watch Burn, Witch, Burn. Oh, yeah. Now, is that a 70s it's witch movie? 60s. 60s? 60s yeah. Early 60s. Okay. Um, I feel like I've seen the poster it, on... It's, uh, it's from his Fritz Lieber story called uh, Conjure Wife. Maybe. I, I don't know. Um, mm. It's pretty good. Hmm. It might be a little dull, but by today's standards. Do you remember the poster being really cool? Oh, the poster's awesome. I bet I've seen that. What's that? The Other Side of the Art, I think mm-hmm. it is. That's the website with all the high-res yeah, posters. Yeah. And then I watched uh, Shock. Which one? The Bava. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Mario Bava. Yes. Mario and Lumberto. Yes. Oh, uh, father-son team on this one. Mm-hmm. Then I watched the number 13, which was a little short ghost story. Uh, from the BBC, you had mentioned okay. they put them on for Christmas <clears throat> yeah, sometimes. Uh, I was going to say there's an earlier shock with Vincent Price, which is a pretty dull mm. kind of mystery thing. I've seen that one. Yeah. yeah that's. But the, the Barber one has got one of the all-time great jumps. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't want to say a thing about it, but it's it, it was good. And then we watched Jack Frost, which I hope everybody <laughs> who watched it died horribly. Now you did mention that one last time. Uh oh, before that I watched something called Honeymoon, which I don't think really worked. Is that a recent one? Yeah. Um, it starts off kind of neat. They go on a honeymoon to the, this couple, and the wife, like, sleepwalks, and it's kind of got a neat atmosphere at first, but ultimately it's kind of a letdown. <laughs> okay. uh, Jack Frost, we also watch A View from a Hill, another little short British ghost story by M.R. James. Mm. Hmm. Uh, Never Lake, which I enjoyed. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. It was nothing new, but yeah, sort it, of. I had talked was. about that with you on one of our episodes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Was, I enjoyed it. It was sort of new. I enjoyed it quite a bit. And then I watched Visions, which was a kind of interesting take on a ghost story. Um, not necessarily anything new, but I enjoyed it as well. Uh, Halloween 2, Halloween 2, mm-hmm. I think we watched those. Mm-hmm. Watch one called Curve, which uh, this lady picks up a hitchhiker. <laughs> you know that's good right there. <laughs> so the best movie start with that. Yeah, uh, you know it's going to end well. Well, he uh, he seems charming at first, but then he starts talking creepy to her. So mm-hmm. um, she runs, she tries to do the the thing where you'll run into something and he'll go through the window okay but because he doesn't have a seatbelt on mm. and they make a big point to show oh he took his seatbelt off mm-hmm. and she goes <clears throat> to run into the i don't know the guardrail and he grabs the wheel and so they go over the side and she's pinned in the car but he gets out and so then he just walks around and torments her he brings her a saw to cut her foot off. But, mm. right, Mad Max. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know. She ends up uh, not cutting her foot off, thankfully. But So it's like uh, most of the movie is just her stuck in a car, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, just didn't sound visually interesting. Did, uh, it, wasn't, it, well? it wasn't visually interesting. I thought the people, the actors were pretty good. The one guy... He starts out, he seems really charming, and then he kind of brushes his hair different, and he turned completely evil. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he did the uh, evil part. Then I watched House on Sorority Row. Oh, yeah. The original. Uh-huh. It was pretty dull. That, yes. had, the he- that had the head in the toilet in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that was the only good part. Yeah, I, I saw that when it came out and haven't seen it since. Mm-hmm. And I just vividly remember the head in the toilet. I was like 1983 slasher in a sorority yeah. house it's not gonna be terrible but it wasn't any good <laughs> and then i rewatched it follows yeah which because oh, um, gene hadn't <clears throat> seen it so that's was, my f- only time i've broken my rule other than watching what, things for this show was she properly impressed uh yes i i loved it a second time through but i really think uh stranger things is trying to rip that movie off. It is if you rewatch it, it is so there's so much in it that Stranger Things has just outright copied the the soundtrack, hmm. the fact that they set there Stranger Things is set in 83 or something. This is kind of a timeless weird 
80s. You remember the girl has her mm-hmm. little compact that she can read novels on. Yeah, a little seashell-looking thing. Yeah. Um, yeah that's, about, that's about the only clue it's like contemporary, isn't it? Yeah, and even then you're kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell that thing is. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a birth control pill holder that's also a Kindle. A flashlight and a Kindle. Yeah. yeah. It looks like something you send off for, you know, <clears throat> if you sell enough grit. Or... <laughs> grit. <laughs> you could sell Grit magazine. I wonder if they still make Grit. I've never seen a copy of Grit. I think they still make Boy's Life magazine. Probably. But, like, who's reading that? Boy Scouts? Maybe. Uh, then I watched Macabre Which by uh, uh, Lumberto Bava. Okay. Yeah, that's got a good head. Oh scene. man, that movie is fantastic. <laughs> I'm writing that this is down. one of my favorites uh, now. Um, Macabre. That's that's by the young Bava, not the William Castle one. No, uh, I don't remember when it came out. It was the late seventies, I yeah, believe. Yeah, circa eighty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it was 1980, actually. Um, Fantastic. (laughs) Nutso. uh, Lots of killers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone gets some head. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic. And then last night we watched The Right, which was The Dull. Anthony Hopkins plays a priest who's possessed. Oh, okay, and... I've seen the poster. So the right R I T E. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, how about you, Julian? Uh, well, I saw uh, Captain America: Civil War, uh, which was very fun. Is it the, have you seen that one? Mm-mm. Was it less dour than the other superhero movies? Yeah, it is tonally. It's lighter even when you think it's going to it should be getting serious it's, you know people fighting each other when they shouldn't but there's like a this whole fight at an airport with tons of superheroes piling in it's just complete nerd <clears throat> heaven oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> it's great i don't want to give it away but it's kind of like um it's exhausting as well it's like if you were stuck in a hospital bed and and so you had to read the entire infinity war saga in one go and you, <laughs> so oh, it's man. kind of exhausting there's just so much crammed into it but it, yeah it's fun um, alright uh, watched uh, both films of Nosferatu back to back oh no kidding excellent the, um, Kins- the Kinski uh, remake yeah who directed that one Herzog oh yeah it's Werner Herzog Her- Herzog uh-huh. hot dog <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah that was that was interesting to see uh, and I saw the 1939 version of The Cat and the Canary. Uh, I've seen almost all of the versions of it. There's there's one called The Cat Creeps, which I've not seen yet, from mm. 1930. But, yeah, my f- favourite one is still the 1927 one. Uh, it's the creepiest. But the 39 one is stars Bob Hope and Paulette Goddard. Yeah. The first of their movies together. And it's the one that made him a, a movie star. And it's got Gail Sondergaard and George Zuko turning up in it. And it's got okay. this great old house in the middle of the bayou. And Fantastic. Yeah, I love those old old dark house things. Yeah. Yeah, I wish they'd do them again. You just get a bunch of diverse characters. Stick them in a house together. A deformed slash masked killer bumping them off one by one. and A lot of yeah. trapdoors and secret, secret passages. Secret passages, yeah. 
people watching through the paintings. Right, right. The, the portrait with the eyes that come mm-hmm. out. Yeah, All the yeah. stuff that they stole for Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, by, by this time, by the time this version came out, this is like the, the third version. So it's it kind of gets postmodern a bit with Bob Hope. He's he's the, he's an actor and he's keeps referring back to, oh, yeah, I, I was in a movie like this and such and such oh, okay. happened. And uh, yeah. And Bob Hope's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was fun. Uh, yeah, I think that was it. Hmm. Well. About you, what have you watched? Let's see. Uh, since our Halloween two extravaganza last time, oh, while we were recording, and there was the whole Black Widow debacle, mm. you asked me a question, and I was so preoccupied with the Black Widow that I didn't <laughs> answer it. Uh, Russ Streiner from Night of Living Dead didn't happen to mention how many times, and I didn't happen to look on his IMDb either, how many times he could be credited mm. for. Uh, appearing in movies because he's on a television in the background, but that's probably something we could look up. Right. Uh, I was just trying to not get bitten by the black widow <laughs> yeah. while how, capturing it. How is she? Far as I know, she's fine. Okay. Um, the neighbors, like I said, they don't use their garage and I released it on the siding of their garage. So hopefully it found its way in okay. and is nice and warm and catching bugs over there. <laughs> Instead of dangling over my head while we record, <laughs> well, my shoulder, whatever. Uh, and it follows, they show at least two sci-fi movies on the TV, oh, and they're yeah. both terrible. They're way worse than, than the movie than the that movie they're in. They're in. Well, that's... There are the, the first one's uh, got Peter Graves in it, and the guys... We the aliens look like could be killers from space. Then, yeah, I think it's killers from space. They have the ping pong ball right, eyeballs. Right, killers from space. Yeah. yeah, and then the second one, I don't remember what it was now. Hmm. <laughs> I also got the um, uh, the Blu-ray of the Salem's Lot TV movie just came out. Oh, nice! It's got the floating boy in the window. Oh yeah. Ugh. Little Very nice looking, great looking. Oh, look at that! Nosferatu style. Vampire and they nailed yeah, it. Yeah, that was like uh, every kid saw that when it came on TV. It, that was just a legend in the school the next day, you know, because it, it went out in like two parts or something, didn't it? Yeah, I don't remember. Was, they did it as some sort of mini series or two night event or something. Yeah, so like the next day at school, it was like, <gasps> did you see kid that? at the window. They showed a Terminator on HBO when I was a kid, and they had HBO for free that weekend. So mm. everybody got to see Terminator, and we all talked about it. It's probably third grade. Oh, I love man. it. Bill Paxton blew our minds. I forgot to mention when we recorded last time that our neighbors um, had a, a nice little uh, barbecue and uh, subsequent uh, campfire right across from here. And uh, the uncle from Oklahoma came and visited. I won't mention any names, but uh, but our neighbor's uncle came. And he's right around my age, a little bit younger. Totally reminded me of Bill Paxton in the best ways. Like Bill Paxton from Near Dark. Uh, yeah, it was great. And he loves all the same stuff we do. Bill Paxton from Aliens? No, more, more Near Dark Bill Paxton. Game over, man. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> he did say to me... Uh, you're older than me? You look younger, you son of a bitch. I thought that was a good line. It's his own line. He could 
trademark that one. Anyway, so um, okay. So what did I watch since last time you asked earlier? Yes. Then I went off on a tangent about relocating a spider, and Russ Striner. Okay, um, I did watch Under the Skin, uh, by both of your recommendations. Um, I watched the 1959 The Bat. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you seen the previous versions of that? No, had not. Well, not that I remember anyway. I think The Bat Returns is the best version. <laughs> the second one. The Bat Returns. Yeah, he, he did this like silent version and then he he remade it with sound. Isn't oh. that The Bat Whispers? The Bat Whispers, is that? Yeah. That's it, that's it. Yeah, and that's a good one. Yeah. I've not seen the original though. Okay. I've seen the 59 one and I've seen the the one uh, the bat whispers which yeah, is pretty good i think that's my favorite one of those yeah agnes moorhead looking pretty good mm-hmm. <clears throat> um gog mm-hmm. 1954 uh which you loaned me and i enjoyed it it was it was good 50s sci-fi best use of uh, dryer vents as robot arms <laughs> uh, <laughs> it looked great yeah, you can uh, get that on in blu-ray 3, 3d now oh no kidding so they did film it in 3d oh, yeah yeah oh, cool and, uh, I could see where that would be. Happening. I don't have a 3D TV, so. Me neither. Not yet. Uh, so I went out to um, Second Spin, bought a couple movies, and watched one of them, which was Dog Soldiers. I gave my copy of it to my nephew a couple years ago, so I rebought it so I would have it again. On Netflix, I watched Extraordinary Tales, which is an animated thing based I was on Poe. I going to watch that, yeah. Watch it. It's good. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, it's, it's a bunch of, like, not, not vignettes, but a bunch of the stories from Poe. Um, told with this great animation style really nice sound um okay so i watched on the night of editing the podcast again i don't have as much time to watch a whole movie so i watched a bunch of shorts that are the vice and the conjuring present the 307 a.m project and this was from 19 or 19 from 2013 um really kind of cool very short movies um max landis uh directed one of them which was pretty interesting john landis's son yeah uh it probably added up to less than 20 minutes of viewing but you know i wanted to watch something before midnight and the podcast has to drop just after midnight to technically be out on a tuesday uh then invasion of the body snatchers i watched last night 1956 Mm. version have you seen that before i'm quite sure now that i either haven't or haven't (laughs) watched the whole thing okay lots of bronson canyon near the end Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And you could see the cave where the uh, the Roman was hanging out. <laughs> oh, a lot of things have hung out in that cave. Yes. <laughs> but I'm thinking robot monster with a bubble machine. Robot monster, the the carrot from it conquered the earth. Beulah. <laughs> yeah, it's in tons. <laughs> it's great. So uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, it's a great great movie. That must have been terrifying in 1956, yeah. mm-hmm. because. Uh, the special effects looked really good. Yeah. And it was something that uh, this theme hadn't been done to death yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a new idea. That's one of those movies that uh, it deserves to be remade every decade or so, at least once a generation. Yeah. Because it, it, still, you know, it still feels contemporary. And oh, yeah. Yeah, being, so. um, being uh, duplicated and replaced by some evil, mindless being. That, mm-hmm. That's crazy. So that's um, that's my list to date through the 25th. And uh, I I asked you guys earlier if you wanted to maybe make short lists, like five or so, that 
kind of set the Halloween mood? Um, did I don't know if you if you just went with your list you had, Will? Or I just went with the list I had. <laughs> okay. I, I'm still going with as long as I haven't seen it. Cool. Um, we're gonna try to find seven Jallos to round out the rest of the year. You gonna get a bottle of J and B? Maybe some leather gloves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really sharp letter opener. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bright blue lighting. Mm-hmm. Or I should say, I'll have deep to blue. show you all the uh, the crazy painting. I know you saw it when you were over once, mm. uh, but I've changed it to Lisa and the Devil. Nice. So it looks pretty good. Well, I figured like the five movies leading up to Halloween, so the twenty seventh through the thirty first. Uh huh. I'm probably going to watch John Carpenter's Halloween on Halloween. Probably we'll do either that one. On the 30th or the 31st, and whichever night I don't do that, I'll do Night of Living Dead, the original. Um, outside of those two really setting the mood for me, I kind of think it's either got to be set on Halloween or be the movie that's playing in the background <laughs> on Halloween in real life or in a movie. Mm. So in addition to that, I have the 1941 The Wolfman, Universal Studios, Lon Chaney Jr. So and, has that, which movies is that played in? Well... It would be played in my real life situation, not, okay. not necessarily in a movie. Oh, that's what I thought you were going for. Uh, okay, yeah. Like, well, that would be the thing in Night of the Living Dead. In Forbidden Planet. In Forbidden Planet, yeah. Though Those three are, are, I'll watch those five times a year, no problem. <laughs> I mean, I don't claim to watch them that many times, but I will. Um, Evil Dead 2 always has such fun going on, and it's got that isolation, that cabin in the woods thing. Um Bride of Frankenstein or Frankenstein or Ghost of Frankenstein, any of those that have the Kenneth Strickfaden sparking machines, mm. um, the monster coming to life, uh, people misunderstanding and getting attacked yeah. by the monster. You can get that whole series on Blu-ray now. Oh, cool. I've got the um, the Legacy Collection, so I've got all of those movies. Just on DVD. Crappy old. They're carved out of wood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they just brought out the whole Wolfman and series and the Frankenstein series as a set. So basically, if you have the um, Classic Monsters collection right, and you get the Frankenstein set, then you don't need to get the Wolfman set. Oh, yeah, because he, uh, he makes appearances. The Wolfman, when it, it adds in um, She-Wolf of London... And uh, one of the other ones uh, on a on disc, but that, they're the only other ones that you wouldn't have already. Ah. So then, some ghosty movies to add into this list for me. Um, now, The Shining maybe isn't exactly a ghost movie. I I don't know. It's a ghost movie. There's plenty of ghosts in it. What are you talking about? <laughs> the butler and that dude in the bear suit. Uh huh. The twins. <laughs> yeah, this is true. The blood. <clears throat> yeah. All the skeletons. This is true. These are all ghosts, aren't they? Uh huh. Okay, so The Shining, Stir of Echoes. Um, Stir of Echoes. That seems very familiar. That's the Kevin Bacon one where he's going crazy and digging up the backyard and. You're going to have to be way more specific because there's a couple of Kevin Bacons that are like that. Like every other Kevin Bacon movie, really. Um, and you don't have to worry about Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. He's just in the damn movie. Yeah. Um, it's set It's set not far from where I grew up in Chicago. And 
it's funny because there's a lot they get right and a few things they get wrong. Oh, so yeah. So it's one of those. But they did film it in uh, either Bridgeport or Brighton Park. It was right there off of the um, the L, uh, right near the Stevenson Expressway, and not far from where the White Sox play. So anyway, um, that's a good one. It, it's got good creepy scares. Um, the Eye. That's a great ghosty movie. Very spooky. The Eye. I don't know that. One. It's a Korean. It's Korean, but it's Korean with South Korean. Yeah, but they go into another country, don't they? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, she goes. Uh, is it? Hmm. I want to say it's got Korean, Mandarin, go and Thailand. Was Thai- yeah, something. Thai. Yeah, so it's Thailand, hmm. I think. Yeah, so um, so the eye is great. It's very spooky. The, the elevator scene is one of the spookiest scenes in a movie for mm-hmm. me. Uh, the Conjuring is a more recent one, and The Awakening is another more recent one that I want to say. Um, I always see The Awakening and think, oh, what's this? And then I read it and go, damn it, I've seen that. <laughs> the title's just so generic. It doesn't. The Awakening could be anything. Right. Yeah, it is a super generic title. And I have another list here for like kid and family friendly or wussies that can't handle horror movies. Okay. And Trails of a Beautiful Woman. (laughs) That's the first one. The kids love it. Boxers Omen. Love it. (laughs) Kids love Boxers (laughs) Omen. They do. They're like, I want to watch the part with the... (laughs) If you you want to get out of babysitting ever again, movies... I've changed one diaper in my life. <laughs> so I'd say I've pretty well escaped all of it. So Mad Monster Party. Now, I don't necessarily like it, but it looks great. Mad Monster Party. It's it's a Rankin-Bass Halloween thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? You didn't know about this one? I don't know that it's one. It's like stop motion. Yeah, yeah. Got like characters that look like Boris Karloff. And... No, oh. I've never watched that one. Um, I don't remember particularly enjoying the story but it looks fantastic mm-hmm. i didn't care for any of the bass and robins <laughs> rank and bass the rank smelling real whatever no no they... those christmas ones bug you yeah i never cared for those too much ah okay so you may not like Monst- mad monster party um and you may also not like it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. But that oh, one yeah. kind of sets the mood for me. If I watch that, <laughs> Night of the Living Dead, and Halloween... Yeah, it's yeah. only 20 minutes or so. You know, you just yeah, it's not that it bad. every year. Yeah. Um, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, the, the Disney one. The from Disney 40, animated one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 49, I think it's from. Ichabod Crane. Yeah. Yeah, it's got some Bing Crosby in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's always a good one to watch around Halloween. You know, it's kids can get spooked by it, but not you know, end up hiding under their bed and nightmare before Christmas. So that kind of rounds out a Christmas movie. I'm sorry. You can't watch that before Halloween. It's (laughs) a Christmas movie, but it's about Halloween invading Christmas. Yeah. So it's a Christmas movie. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. Well, could we watch it as soon as the decorations hit the store? Yes. Okay, so we can watch it November 1st. You could watch it now. I bet there's Christmas decorations up at Target right now. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're just pushing against the they're door. They're pushing against the, the leftover Halloween stuff, you know. Uh, so, 
couple of lists there. Jolene, did you have any favorites for setting that Halloween mood? Setting the mood? Um, or watching on or leading up to? I don't know. It depends if I'm... Some years I want to just watch things I've never seen before and some years, you know, stick with old favorites and, you know, see the, the Universal Monsters or... Yeah. Not Living Dead. Um, they say they're universal, but they're all set on Earth. <laughs> I don't understand that. Whereas the Wolfman on the Moon, mm-hmm. what would happen if the Wolfman was on the Moon? Well, Stephen Graham yeah. Jones has a theory no. about that, doesn't he? Why? What is it? <laughs> um, I don't remember. <laughs> He's doing a lecture about werewolves tonight. A lecture about ro- yeah. werewolves? Yeah. Wow. Where? It's in Boulder, I think. Ah. Uh. Yeah, they've got him talking about his new mythology. I forgot to ask him about Ginger Snaps. Oh, yeah. That's a good one because his book, Mongrels, is about a young boy. He mentioned it the first time he was on. Did he? Yeah, I believe he did. Oh, okay. Because, uh, yeah, I started watching it and they just kill a dog off pretty Oh. Just a couple of minutes into it. That that definitely. Oh, oh, yeah. That puts you off. Yeah, I'll have to work out some time that I can watch it by myself. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit much. Killing dogs. You probably shouldn't watch Dog Killer then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I wasn't prepared for it, maybe. Under the skin, there's a scene in that. Yeah. So, yeah. But but this year, I'll I'll probably, uh, if I have time, I'll check out Salem's Lot because I've not seen that for a while, and, and uh, I flipped through it, and it looks really great. Um, one of the few screeners I was ever sent was the remake of Salem's Lot with Rob Lowe in it, hmm. Donald Sutherland. Rob Lowe. Yeah. He puts the blow in Rob Lowe. Uh, Rob Lowe. Rutger Hauer. <laughs> oh, the hitcher. James Cromwell. Yep. But uh, yeah, it's kind of nice looking, but I, I don't remember it much. But the the old the uh, Toby Hooper version, love that one. So probably All check right. that out if I have the time. Cool. So you got, you've got your viewing kind of figured out for this year. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm waiting for the next crypt script. The, the next the, crypt script. They keep threatening to send it to me. And... Not making good on the threats. No. They they told me no oh, new script this week, so that probably means any time in the next two weeks. Yeah, so they're being really pokey with it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they um. Let's see what you did. They don't want to send any clues to me until it's approved. Oh. So, it just really cuts into the time I have to to get the thing done. I don't understand why they hold off on that. And do they have a bunch of thumbnail sketches for you, or just a script? Uh, for the cover, uh, Jim sends me a thumbnail. Oh, okay. Of what they want. Well, good. Um, so that way, I don't have to send off a bunch of roughs to get them approved. I just yeah, just do the whole thing. That's the worst part. Is just trying to dial in what the hell it is they want. <laughs> yeah, another helicopter. Dogs and helicopters, man. <laughs> Not as many motorcycles now that the weather's getting a little cooler at night. We're actually getting fall this year in Denver. It's amazing. Mm. Yeah. Leaves on the ground, cold at night, kind of nice during the day. Yeah. It's surprising. And uh, so 
I guess that's it. Let's wrap it up. (laughs) Hey, next time we should talk about Under the Skin. Yeah. Next time we'll be discussing Under the Skin. Let's talk about it now. All right. So you told me about it originally, Will. Yeah. Yeah, you said this is a good movie. You should see it. Okay. And then Jolien loaned me the Blu-ray. Yeah. I watched it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't have any expectations going into it. At all. Yeah. I didn't know anything about the plot, yeah. about the movie. All I knew was that it had Scarlett Johansson, who I have no negative view of. I've seen her on Saturday Night Live being quite funny as a host of the show and participating in all the sketches. I've seen her in several movies that I enjoyed her in. Um, I know she's done some mainstream crap, too. But, she was in uh, Black Dahlia. Yes, um, yeah, she was. that's right. I have to rewatch that, by the way. Um Going into this movie, no expectations. I didn't, of course, expect stream of consciousness following a character as they go about doing what it is they do with these weird intercuts of, is it a dimension? Is it, what is it? I don't know. <laughs> it was just fascinating. I mean, there, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to give people a bunch of, weird um you know plot devices and crazy shit going on i think that it shows that the more you explain the less scary it is right because the fact you don't know what's going on right yeah, you don't know how far it's going to go right? yeah. yeah what's going on what's happening with the guys on the motorcycles mm-hmm. my boss at the bookstore told me to watch this oh and uh, i was talking to one of our customers about it and she goes Oh, wait, John told me about that. And she go, this is what John had told me earlier, was like, Scarlett Johansson's totally naked in that. Mm. And then, so later this customer mentions, yeah, John told me about that movie. John pipes up, yeah, Scarlett Johansson's <laughs> naked in that. <laughs> well, should we be so surprised that a very attractive person is okay with taking their clothes off? This is the only movie where she's done that, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. I guess I didn't know that. Did uh, When she's walking down the street in, I don't know, I remember where she is, she's somewhere in Glas- Scotland. Glasgow. Glasgow. Uh, I don't think they, I think they filmed that uh, without, I think those were real people passing mm-hmm. by. Because when she falls down, there's a cut there that they did in the studio or something before her face hits the ground. Right. But I think she really fell down because those people that come up actually look concerned and confused in a way that extras don't usually do. Yeah. Well, then, then they do that long shot where you can see a lot of the street and there's people like wondering what's going on. Yeah. Just ignoring it. Well, there was, <clears throat> there was something about this scene. Um, yes, it was filmed with hidden cameras. Uh, she did a very convincing pratfall. Um, I don't think she actually fell, but she made it look like she did. And apparently somebody had filmed it or photographed it. And I think someone recognized her face or something and snapped a picture. Apparently it was turned into a meme or something akin to a meme. And people were just inserting like, you know, they photoshopped her into different scenes and, and we're really making fun of it, like, oh, haha, this, this, um, you know, this uh, high-profile actress 
fell like on a tumble. Her, yeah, fell on her face. Haha, and let's put her in this scene where it's funny to do. And they didn't realize that it was she, for a film. It was for a film <laughs> that was not going to be released for a while. I'm going to let the dog in. Why not? She's going to just stand there and bark. Hey. edit this out or leave it in. Yeah, you leave it all in. Yeah. She hasn't joined us on an episode for It's a while. all just goodness. Yeah. Podcast goodness. Yeah. I listen to stuff way worse than our show. Really? Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> like static or people talking <laughs> in another room? People screaming. Uh, the all screaming. <laughs> It's just people from movies screaming someone else's name, yelling someone else's name. It starts out with Walt. 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 So, Will, when you first watched this on your on your boss's recommendation, uh-huh. uh, did you read up on it, or did, uh, what? How much did you know going into it? I knew almost nothing about it, other than Scarlett Johansson was in it, naked. Um, I was vaguely aware she was naked. I was surprised that there's not more out there. And they don't... I think people were completely baffled by this movie. It got two and a half stars on Amazon, which has oh. now become our our grading. You know, if we look at anything, we, oh, well, it's three and a half stars. That's a whole star better than <laughs> Under the Skin, which so far has been... Not true ever? I mean, that movie <laughs> blew my mind. I think I may watch it on the 31st again, just to... But it's been pointed out in one review that how uh, seldom her nakedness is mentioned. Uh, be- yeah. Because it's, it's such an unsexy. Yeah, totally. It's, it's totally objective unsexy. and cold. Right. It's not It's not done for titillation. It is not any sort of uh, gratuitous yeah, but it, use. Yeah, there's this like critic pointed out that they've never seen any reviewer mention that Scarlett Johansson, one of the you know, the women of our times is is completely naked in a couple of scenes and, and it's just, people just yeah. don't, it doesn't this, register that way. Yeah, this movie is overwhelming. <laughs> now, so what do you think she is? Well, it seems clear she's an alien, but... Is she an alien? Well, somebody... Writing their um, description or review of it referred to her as an extraterrestrial. And I don't think there's any clues that she's extraterrestrial. Yeah, she could be interdimensional. She could be of this earth, but uh, another species that we don't typically detect, that we've never detected before. She could be of this earth. There's nothing saying she's an extraterrestrial. There's no ship. Uh <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's nothing saying she's actually alive either. Well, we do see her. She's at least animate. <laughs> yeah, but we don't know that she's actually alive. Because at the very beginning, she's learning letters. She she's learning to speak our language. Speak, yeah. yeah. So they they were uh, using some of uh, when they were. Uh, teaching Scarlett Johansson how to speak English. Oh, okay. Uh, speak kind of English. Adapting that. For... Speak English like she's from England? Yeah. 
proper English. Man, <laughs> the, the, the Scottish are some mush In the novel, people. they're definitely aliens. And they, they stripped a lot of the uh, explanation out for the movie. Good. But she's like uh, the, in the novel, they're like canine creatures. And they, they're like, um, you know, they want, they're processing humans for their own consumption. Uh, and yeah, she, she's been surgically altered so that she can appear as a human. Oh, okay. Like in the in the yeah. So in the movie, she's like the smooth. Mm-hmm. When, when you finally see her true form. Yeah. So I, I get that a lot. Uh, this movie's taking its inspiration from like Kubrick and and uh, Roeg. So it's like the the man who fell to earth. Uh-huh. So she's kind of this kind of negative of the character. The Bowie character, oh, because okay. like he was like smooth and pale, and she's smooth and black. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I I wish I didn't know that it was supposed to be aliens, because <laughs> I preferred not knowing okay. anything about this. Well, the movie leaves it up to you. Yeah. Did you start to wonder about the motorcycle guys uh, at some point? Almost in the movie? immediately. Well, yeah. It, I mean, he drives out and picks up her dead body. Right. And takes it back to somewhere that's completely white. I suppose it was an Apple store. <laughs> it didn't uh, look like an Apple store. In which she strips herself. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> was she switching from a previous body to... I mean, it was supposed to be identical, right? Yeah, they were the same person. I, I got the impression that they had some kind of dimensional door in this van. Okay. And uh, they can move that dimensional so door to apartments. So that he, he carries this other woman into the van, and then she peels off the clothes from this woman and um, she puts ab- them on. Observes her, and yeah, so she's becoming. Okay, so a, maybe that first woman was an actual ID. woman. And then I think the first woman they pick up is an actual human. Okay, see, I couldn't decide if it was an actual person or if it was just another version of her. Or like, like an earlier one. An earlier her. one, like yeah. the, like something about it. Because in this movie, she doesn't feed on the guy with the big head. I, I think there's something special about the back of the van because when she wants to defect, she abandons it. Mm, okay. It's, you know, there's something, it's at least traceable. I at least, know, or at least the, uh, the places she goes, they also mention that, I mean, she obviously has to go to a pre-assigned place. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. no. So the guy with acromegaly or whatever it uh, is. Neurofibromatosis. Oh, okay. <laughs> One of those two. Uh, Who's that guy with big hair? <laughs> big hair. He's, he's, a, he's a TV producer named Adam Pearson. All right. Uh, and he doesn't really look like that. He does. He That's does? A, there's no makeup there. Oh, okay. He's got neurofibromatosis. Uh, he's a TV producer, and he's he's done several, like, documentaries and films about, you know, people with severe conditions like that. Oh uh, wow! Including Beauty and the Beast. Interesting. And you can see a poster for a production of Beauty and the Beast in the film. Did you get any idea why she turned him loose? Yeah, I I have a theory, cool. but I don't want to spoil it. Go for it. Uh, We're going to spoil the she, whole thing. At that point, she's. She's picked him up and she identifies with him because he, he's an alien in his own oh, world. Okay. Um and he's he he's also got uh he 
he it's just too he thinks he's in a dream like uh, the other guys are completely seduced like mm-hmm. the guys you actually see where she's bringing them into her the pool where they get mm-hmm. processed they've got erections yeah he doesn't oh okay um and he's 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 like still thinking oh this is all a dream yeah well yeah for good reason yeah um the sort of thing simply never happens to him but uh yeah so so she he's the turning point for her with being able to see humans as something more than cattle oh okay so she does have mercy on him by turning him loose yeah um but doesn't give him his clothes back <laughs> well she d- doesn't really understand i don't know where his clothes have gone right they could be Do in they get absorbed into the, the pool goo, or anything the goo yeah but she just yeah she just releases him and drives off maybe that's all she can handle yeah that doesn't really understand his needs right like me releasing the black widow spider i don't know shall i drive you you know to tesco's like you wanted to in the first place or (laughs) yeah she she just gets out there she knows she's going to be hunted so this whole scene um her conversation leading up to them going to the house uh she does seem like she's becoming sympathetic to him and getting to understand him and getting to know him a little bit. When they're in the house, um, she is doing something different than she's done before. And we can plainly see that she's gazing in the mirror for quite a while. And then there's this fly trying to get out the, through the mm-hmm. window. And I wonder like, is that exactly what we're supposed to pick up from this? Is that, She's just going to open it and let him go. Yeah. And instead of swatting it. And it does seem clearly that's what happened. But motorcycle guy does the weird <laughs> abduction. Yeah. The first time I watched it, I went, what the hell was that all about? I didn't quite pick up everything because I was still trying to absorb it. And this is why you really are rewarded by a second viewing of the movie and probably even more rewarded by a third mm. and a fourth. Um you kind of understood the situation was he can't be out there with this knowledge of what he's seen. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- that seems like that's why he gets abducted and super creative. How the guy just comes screaming up on the motorcycle, smashes the window of the car, pops the trunk, grabs him, throws him in the trunk and drives away. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he, he's played by Jeremy McWilliams. who's a road race driver. Oh yeah. It looked like it. Yeah. <laughs> It didn't look like they had to do they, too They need someone who could go fast on rainy surfaces at, yeah. and, and at, at night. Yeah. They're filming in Scotland, so you got to have that guy. Um, but to rewind kind of back to the beginning of the movie, she's abducting guys who are happy to be abducted at first. Yeah. So, so the first half of the movie, she's kind of like, it's like the succubus myth. Yeah. She just pulls up and says, hey. Like some sci-fi vampire thing. Yeah. Give me directions. Oh, hop in. Show me how to mm-hmm. get there. And then uh, that in, that dimensional door can be moved from the back of a van to the inside of an apartment to anywhere they want it to be, apparently. Yeah, she's got, she's got like this whole setup in this abandoned building. Yeah. She... I kind of feel like she just drop something on the ground and <laughs> zip zap there it is i don't know uh the beginning of the movie though when it's like it's all white and then you see what turns out to 
become an eye. Mm. Um, it almost seems like that's her coming to this world somehow. I don't know what they were trying to show us. Yeah, they're kind of engineering a human eye. Right. Yeah. And it kind of looks like planets, uh, you know, at the start of 2001. Yeah. So uh, they, they used actual dumbasses walking up to her van. Real live dumbasses. Yeah. Real? Yeah. 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 There's a couple of professional actors, like the, the guys who end up being taken into the buildings. Right. Professional, but yeah, a lot, a lot of people she's interacting with. Her. How about the hooligans? Were they real or? I, I don't know. Uh, they just get a bunch of local lads and have them slap the van. Yeah. I don't think you can improvise that because she's really calm. Yeah. Through that. She just throws it in drive and just kind of cruises away. Because <laughs> they had up to 10 hidden cameras going, which must have been a nightmare to edit, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. On, <clears throat> on the, this film wasn't a big hit at all. I think it broke even. Yeah. But if it had been a big hit, I think they would have been sued to death. Oh. Because they're... You, you, you'd have to get clearances and everyone you can recognize. And then they've got all these posters and ads flying around when she's just cruising around the streets. Yeah. And you can recognize what all these things are. You know, there's other movies. That was kind and... of disappointing. You see Scotland, you know, they have all the same shit. Here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I could go to Glasgow and it'd be the same shit as Denver. That's so sad. Yeah. Yep. It's where you hike out in the country and see a castle that's where your difference is but cities have all turned into we the same castles crap castles in Colorado we have one but well sure uh, Casa Bonita doesn't count no <laughs> no there's some guy who built a castle here I don't remember where but it's not a castle rock it. no surprisingly not damn it that would be perfect <laughs> yeah there's a lot of ads that aren't product placement huh yeah, just, yeah. Just here's the street. I mean, that seems like that should be fair use. It's like if you stuck your damn billboard where everyone can see it, and I'm filming a scene. So yeah, what? You get you get free advertising. Right, but yeah, you run into rights issues, and and if you if you show a person and you can recognize that person, if they're recognizable, then you hmm. need to you deal need with that. To, you need to get their permission i wonder if there's some sort of a loophole where if you run an ad like in the local newspapers and say basically we filmed a movie here if you think your dumb ass was in it uh come on down to this office and mm. <laughs> flip through our book and if you don't do it by this date you're in our movie i kind of wonder if that's how that works there's got to there's got to be some statutes on it too yeah but this took 10 years to get made. Mm-hmm. Not 10 years to make, but 10 years to get made. Did yeah, the, the novel was that 2000. That's about right. <laughs> <laughs> Any good thing is just well, not going to... He did uh, Sexy Beast in 2000. Have you seen that one? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's really a good, good. one. Yeah. I like that one. Uh, ben then... Kingsley is awesome. Right. That. Yeah, he's like a crime boss. Yeah. 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 Uh, then he did one called... I think it's Birth with uh, Nicole Kidman. I don't know that one. I don't think I've seen that either. She she loses her husband. He he dies, and then her ten year old announces that he's her husband. Huh. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, what the hell is that? 
<laughs> Tell the listeners what you just saw. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see anything. It's a it's a hand sanitizer that that is. Uh, it's got this stock photo of a woman shaking hands with a man, and the name of the gel is maybe you touched your genitals. <laughs> it's sixty-two percent ethyl alcohol. Mm, let's drink some. Well, we got Jim Beam. So, um, ten years to get me. Where, where were we when I had to let the dog? Uh, ten years. Talk about his previous films. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And he'd also done a bunch of. Uh, he directed a bunch of uh, music videos, and he's done a bunch of commercials. Ah. Uh, I checked out a few of his vi- videos. Like he's he's done. He's worked with Radiohead and Massive Attack. Oh, nice. That's uh, a good resume. Yeah, and you can you can definitely see Kubrick influence. Um, he did one for Blur, uh, for the Universal. And there's a, a start of it. It's, it's set up like the Corova milk bar scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, so okay. it doesn't look like the, it, it's framed similarly. And they're, they're like this gang who are hanging out at the end of the, you know, in that, the, you know, the Kubrick one point perspective thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, it, uh, and, and, you know, there's, there's long takes and things like that. That's cool. Yeah, definitely Kubrick fan. Most of our listeners probably don't know this, but we have milk bar here in Denver. Have you been to it, either of you? No. No, I, was, I went to one in Tokyo where it was an exact reproduction of the Corova milk bar. Yeah, I don't I don't think this one is exact. I could be wrong, but uh, it's in the basement of that club on Broadway. I can't think of the name of it. Used to be used to be called like Serengeti or something like that. Hmm. It's got a, you know, clubs. They have a different name every other year. Yeah. But they, uh, you know, they have like three different themes, three different floors. Oh, uh, that, yeah, that yeah. That club. Yeah, that's where one of the Denver Broncos was shot leaving the place on New Year's. <sighs> yeah, on New 11th. Year. Yeah, 11th Broadway. Yeah. Yeah, that was, we, yeah, we passed that tonight this evening. Yeah. That spot. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, the basement bar looks like milk bar from wow. clockwork orange <laughs> now i haven't set foot in the place in nearly 10 years so i can't say that they've changed it much but uh i think that and the church are the two cool clubs here because the church is an old church mm. yeah old stone building but usually if they do something cool like goth night on one floor then there's like axe body spray dumbass night on another on another floor you know <laughs> <clears throat> Sounds like vinyl. <laughs> yeah. Is that it? <clears throat> I don't know which club vinyl okay. is in. I, 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 I'm out of touch with clubs, and I'm very happy to be out of touch with clubs. <laughs> <clears throat> Speaking of clubs, there is a scene where, um, what do we call the character? Do we have a name? Yeah, she, she doesn't, doesn't have, have one in, in the. She, she has one in the novel, but not in the movie. What do they call her in the novel? Uh, Isily. Isily. Okay, so when when Isily, um, they do the whole scene with the beach, and she clearly doesn't have yeah. any, any concept of the safety of that children. That is so distressing. It's very distressing. She leaves a toddler, a baby, really, yeah. sitting on the cold beach. You have a dog in trouble, and then the, the family <clears throat> drowns, and then the baby's left on the beach. Yeah. And like the last you see of it is trying to stand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, and it's they, just like, oh, my God. They kind of uh, show her realizing that there's something about babies because she sees one in a car in traffic. Like there's a yeah, kid, there's a like, kid screaming in a car. Yeah, you know, I should have 
pretend something, but yeah, he just doesn't get it. There's something about those tiny humans. Don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, right after this scene is where some club goers kind of lead her along with their little. Yeah, it's group. kind of a girls' night out, and yeah, they, yeah, they pull her into the the gang. Yeah. So she ends up in a nightclub, which she's clearly miserable. Yeah. Yeah, that's not one of the most realistic nightclub scenes. Yeah, it was because you couldn't hear anything. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody looks like they've had way too much to drink and they're so dan- Just about every other nightclub scene, I see people just chatting away. Yeah, that always drives me crazy because you can't hear a damn thing in a nightclub. Yeah. You're just shouting at each other. Right, shouting each other's ears. You yeah. get about half of what they're saying. <laughs> and... Uh, Let's see. This is the uh, the part where the dickhead that she saw in traffic earlier that was hanging out the window yelling at her. He's trying to pick her up. Yeah, yeah. So he's in the club, and she does end up taking him to the pool, doesn't she? I think so. Because this is the scene where we finally get to see what happens underwater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. Got a couple of the guys suspended there, looking all kind of dazed and befuddled <laughs> like what's going on here yeah it was weird like i don't know how they filmed that but there were like no bubbles they were just suspended perfectly yeah. I, I don't know what they did but it looked really cool <laughs> then, yeah they had them just on sure in water with no bubbles maybe it was like really saline maybe it was really salty water possibly they were, they were floating kind of weird there's a a russian sci-fi movie where at the beginning they f- they find a these space guys find a derelict ship and they go on it and they are floating like it's zero zero g and it's really impressive you're like wow how did they do this but then if you read about it they they filmed like the whole set they filled it with water and got every bubble out <laughs> so these guys could like float through it and it's like a really impressive scene that's really cool nice. yeah you, i guess you could do like a vacuum chamber thing and yeah just like you do when you're doing casting uh-huh yeah, yeah just suck all the bubbles out yeah they just sucked all the bubbles out and had somebody <clears throat> f- they float through that's similar to how they did that creature in the closet in poltergeist isn't it i don't remember the cloud tank effect yeah yeah that was pretty cool yeah i when they're when they're going down into the pool, there there's this platform that descends. Yeah. And then they have these they have these air pumps so that the level doesn't change it at all. So as they as they displace water or as they would displace water, the the there's enough of the air is pumped out that the level doesn't change at all. So they're just sinking into it without it. So it's, oh. it just oh. looks like mercury or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it was super effective. Yeah. And there's that great shot when one of the guys is, he's under, he's like deep under the surface. And then she's walking across the surface far above him. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it was really cool. And then the, the two guys are kind of floating, looking at each other. Yeah. And then all of a sudden one of them gets kind of pulled back and then deflated. Yeah. Just like yeah. all the, the, the chewy, gooey center gets sucked out of him. And... <laughs> right. Yeah. He gets turned to slurm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like this this uh, drain duct. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it was going. Yeah. Uh, we're not supposed to know, I guess. Uh, maybe the book tells you more, but we're watching it, and it's like, okay, so some 
scoop gets separated and runs down a duct and it's gone. Then you see like a red line and then a red dot. Yeah, is it, is it being transmitted? Yeah, like is the life force being sent to the mothership? We don't know. <laughs> and furthermore, we don't care. Yeah. We don't want to care. We don't need to care. Exactly. We're, you know, sometimes it's about the journey and not... What, how do it's they... much better if they don't explain a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, let us it's interpret. much better if you have to come up with your own answers. So what was your answer for what up with the motorcycle guys? I didn't know what the motorcycle guys were. I wasn't even sure what Scarlett Johansson was. Yeah. Um, I figured her to be an interdimensional being. I had no idea. I didn't know if she was a robot or a vampire or a vampire robot. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, let me let me pause for a second on that and say, um, Gog, every single character in that movie said robot. <laughs> robot? They all said robot. In fact, I kind of want to grab audio from that. Robot. <laughs> it's just robots right and left. So she may be a robot. She may be. Jolien, robot, no? I just assumed she was an alien. Yeah. Not of this earth. That did not occur to me at all. <laughs> not even a little? No. I didn't think she was alien at all. I thought she was something evil you thought, she, you thought she was just bitchy no i thought she was something evil and something unknowable yeah sort of uh lovecraftian sort of mm-hmm. nonsense yeah i could see that yeah like you weren't supposed to understand what the motorcycle guys were doing they were cleaning up after her um you know um uh, her whole breakdown I was because she didn't feed on that guy with the big head. Yeah. And of course, motorcycle guy collects him. Uh-huh. Then the next thing we know that happens is a fog rolls in, which probably isn't a daily occurrence in Scotland, is it? There's quite a bit of fog. Yeah, you there. get low clouds up in the Being islands. facetious, come on. <laughs> it's it's got to be totally foggy all the time, right? So she doesn't understand fog. She's like, what's this bullshit that I can't see through? Like she gets out and she's walking in it. And then finally just decides, all right, well, I guess I have to walk because I can't drive in this. Uh, yeah. And you, she's, she's kind of lost in it, but she's at this point, she's kind of set herself adrift because she's defecting from the mission. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of marks where she's feeling a bit lost. And she didn't read the um, the field handbook on eating cake. Yeah. No. Well, this is her first f- food, uh, right? As we understand it, yes. And she's she's not had sex, right? So she's not eating human food. So two of the best things we have going uh, on this planet. She's not dressed for the weather. Yeah. So she <laughs> she's not ready for cake or sex. Um, you know, I think she abandons the van because it's traceable. She knows she's going to be hunted down now. Yeah, and she can't drive it in this damn fog anyway. <laughs> so she spits the cake out and coughs and freaks out everybody in the restaurant. Um, I don't know if she pays for it or what, but she leaves and ends up on the bus. getting advised by this stranger on, on the road. Oh, yeah, the bus stop's over there. Yeah, because yeah. from this point, she's vulnerable. She's, instead of being the hunter now, she's she's 
vulnerable. So this from this point, she's the one who's being picked up by men. Right. And uh, he's kind of weird because if if a woman got on a bus and she was like, it, she just seemed like she was in shock and she was underdressed for where she was, I'd say, do you want to go to a police station? But he doesn't. He just takes her home. Yeah, and his intentions seem sincere at first because he, well, make, he makes you know, her some food. They, he obviously fancies her. Yeah. But he doesn't take her to a, to somewhere she she obviously needs some kind of help beyond, you know, a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's a ethical dilemma there. Can you sleep with an out of it, Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> um, no. Yeah, I guess who the, may be mentally disabled or something's yeah. wrong with her. It's like a, it's like one of those uh, questions from that game Scruples. Yeah. It's like here's a situation, but she's super duper attractive. <laughs> what do you do? Mm. Mm. Well, eventually the right thing, but you know you got to do some mental gymnastics to get to the right thing sometimes. I've been in this position. Have you? <laughs> uh, shall I tell the story? <laughs> Go ahead. We, so, can, we can cut it out if you like, decide it's okay. going to be trouble. So this is like the, uh, an end-of-year party in, in the far north of Japan. And uh, and it's getting down to like you do several parties and they each get, you get fewer and fewer people at them. And people get drunker and drunker and more and more kind of... Less inhibited. Yeah. <laughs> so we have ended up at this uh, hostess bar and... Uh, For the listeners, quickly explain what that is. I know what it is because they actually had them in Hawaii. Yeah. So you go in and there's, and there's the women, their job is to make the men, uh, you know, puff them up, make them feel great about themselves and, and meanwhile get them to buy more and more drinks. But never actually sleep with them. No. That's the point. But this was a pretty skanky <laughs> rundown one in this little town in the farther north of Japan. But anyway, uh, so by this time, there was, there was this bunch of guys who were from other towns, which meant that they weren't inhibited anyway. They were cutting loose. Yeah. And then there was one woman in our group... It was this this woman who worked at the office I worked at, and uh, and she was she was very pretty. But um, I had to like be with her uh, because otherwise she get just get mauled. So you were running interference. Yeah. You yeah okay. Yeah, there was, there was stuff happening in this room. Okay. And uh, so uh, eventually she wanted to go. Uh, got. T- and we shared a taxi, uh, dropped off at my place. So this is the end of the year in the far north of Japan where the it's winter seven months a year and the, the snow is just coming off of Siberia, directly off of Siberia. Right. Extremely cold, really amazingly, unbelievably cold. <laughs> and you're wading through snow up to your hips. Um, so she leaves and uh, a few minutes later, I hear this knock on the door, open the door, and this woman, she, she's she's had a lot to drink, collapses into the entryway. And uh, so I bring her in, brush off the snow, stick her in front of the, the heater, and uh, say, all right, shall I call you a taxi? And she, she gets it dried out. She goes, oh, I like foreign men. And, 
and uh, oh, this is going on. But she's drunk, you know, not right. do anything. Uh, so she says, all right, I'll go and get a taxi. So she leaves. 20 minutes later, she's back. <laughs> don't know what she was doing. But she's covered with snow again and just like bring her in and get her dried up. And, okay, this time I call you a taxi because I didn't trust her to call her own taxi or she wasn't capable or something. But got her she, bundled out. She was pretending to have called the taxi. Yeah, and or really she was didn't. pretending to be really drunk. I don't know. But I wasn't going to do anything because she's no she's drunk. So, uh, but anyway, the the next day she she uh, uh, she gave me a, a wrapped up present and uh, said uh, thank you. And <laughs> that's yeah, thank thank you for being a good decent human being in a a sea of of people who are not. <laughs> so was she an alien? Kind of the girl okay. in Japan. In one definition. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was the alien at that point. You were the alien in that story, I believe. <laughs> oh, man. I'm the alien here. I had a uh, a sober girl knock on my door looking for a drunk girl <laughs> who I knew had been taken in by my friends and also neighbors down the hall. This was in Seattle back in, back in the grunge days. Um, my friends and I were coming back... Uh, one of us was the sober driver, not me. Um, we were coming back from having been out at some bars, and there was this little convenience store, and it, it was something that you would see. It was in your view as you're driving up to the apartments, and the apartments were above a warehouse, a bank of warehouses. And it's like, that that's weird. It looked like somebody had thrown some bags of trash in front of the door of the uh, convenience store which wasn't a 24-hour place. Mm. It turned out it was a girl in a long leather jacket crumpled over, passed out drunk. Mm -hmm. So we circled around the parking lot, picked her up, you know, like literally picked her up and asked her if she was okay, and she was very drunk. Not so drunk that she should go to the hospital, but too drunk to be lying there waiting for some bad people to pick her up. So we put her in the car and drove her the three-quarters of a block the rest of the way to the apartments and walked her up the stairs and uh, got her to say that she was okay and get her some water and whatever and put her on a couch. And so she's at my friend's apartment. They're a couple. They're not going to do anything to her that I know of. And uh, I go down the hall to my apartment and I'm done for the night. It's Friday or Saturday night, whatever. And about an hour later, there's a knock on the door, a quiet knock, but it's a knock. And there's this girl who's little bit drunk but mostly sober and she asked if i was michael or somebody and i'm, I'm not i said no um she said i think i knocked on their door but they didn't answer and it turns out these jerks down the hall uh, around the other way had gotten this girl drunk and kicked her out because the, uh. they weren't enjoying her company so she found the right building for where she should have been. Yeah. But she'd wandered about a block away to a convenience store. And I said, well, I know where she is and she is safe. She's with my friends, but... Uh, You're going to need some money to get her back. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so long story longer, this girl slept on my couch until the next morning where we could take the two couch girls and reunite them. Bad things didn't happen to either one of them. Good. So... Uh, yeah. 
you know. You're doing the right thing, but for all the wrong reasons. Exactly. Well, the jerk that did the wrong things uh, probably slept like a baby also. The other day I was on the bus and the, the 15? people behind me. Yes, the 15. The rolling this, insane asylum. Uh, old woman gets on and she sits down next to a younger lady there behind me. And I overhear this conversation. Good morning, the old lady says. And the younger woman, you know, good morning. How are you? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Younger woman ends up saying, oh, yeah, my morning's terrible because I fell asleep on the bus and I had to ride way out to like Tower Road where they, they turn around. Up by the and, airport. Yeah. And she's like, I didn't know where I was. I was freaked out. I didn't know what was happening. It's just so scary to wake up where you don't know where you are. And the old lady goes, well, you know, a lot of times in my life I've woken up in many places not knowing quite where I was. <laughs> I was like, that's a cool grandma right there. Yeah, that's a grandma with a past. Yeah. And you brought us back around to buses. Buses. <laughs> buses. So, so um, uh, what's her name? The, the woman from the movie. Scarlett Johansson. The, the, the book name for her. Oh, Isily. Isily, okay. So Isily is on the bus. Uh, bus driver can't understand a word he's saying. <laughs> I mean, he's... he's slightly less Scottish than that guy giving the directions. Well, he asks if she needs help and, and then tells the other guy to leave her alone. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Basically. And something about she's not dressed for the weather. Right. Yeah. That she should have a jacket or a hat yeah, or something. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to freeze out here. Yeah. And they go, he takes her off the bus and goes to a convenience store where they just keep eggs on the shelf. Yeah. So. Yeah, which... Maybe they sell them. Freaks for... us out here in America because we think they're. You know... They're going to go bad if they're not refrigerated. Yeah. In Scotland. Yeah, yeah I know. It's... They drink enough scotch to kill all the germs. <laughs> Doesn't get warm up there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that, that convenience store was the same temperature as your fridge. <laughs> but I don't know how to translate between centigrade and Fahrenheit. Only one person in this room does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this guy does seem to have, um, he has an idea of maybe closing a deal with her of, on some level. Mm -hmm. She seems vulnerable, but not incapacitated. So maybe you're right. Maybe the police station would have been a better idea. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Imagine. Maybe, the, maybe they're awful there too. Like maybe they're bad people that would have. Perhaps. I don't know. I don't know what happens out there in the cold, cruel world, all the way overseas, especially. But well, if you run into a logger in the forest, oh, um, yeah, you know, you're gonna get raped or set on fire <laughs> or both or both <laughs> or almost one, then the other. Yeah. Um, Jolene, did you recognize this comedian on the TV at this dude's? Yeah. Who is that? Uh, Tommy Cooper. Okay. What's his deal? Uh, he was he was an actual member of the Magic Circle. He's an actual practicing magician, but he'd often have his acts where this he'd be doing this magic. That was clearly shows, bad and fake, and it, it, it'd just go horribly wrong. And he'd oh, be okay. like sweating through it, and uh, yeah, then, yeah, he, he's, then he'd he's blow hysterical. your mind. Yeah, yeah, he'd always pull off something okay. good. I knew he had to be better than he looked in this clip. Oh yeah, yeah, he's, he's supposed to look like he's it's a disaster. Yeah, but yeah, and he always wears this fez thing 
and he's he's just so he's just built in this completely ungainly manner he's like Jacques Tati or something he's got that yeah. kind of body it's just going every which way it's so gangly and and uh uh yeah he, he's he's hysterical he does this great song called uh, don't jump off the roof dead oh <laughs> it's pretty funny have you ever heard the song don't drink poison Mm-mm. you know this one no i don't know this one. Oh god what's the name of that I can't think of the band. It's good advice, though. Yeah, it's it's a it's a song with very solid. Probably saved a lot of lives. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like that strict nine song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Or glycerine. Mm. <laughs> so um, I I can't think of the name of the band right now. Uh, as soon as we shut the mics off, I'll I'll know. But uh, yeah, don't drink poison. Don't, don't get don't poison. don't get set on fire. Yeah. So she does end up. Um, kind of hanging out with uh, the guy who's sort of rescuing her. Yeah. Sort of trying to. Then he makes his move. Yeah. Well, she's hanging out in front of this mirror trying to understand her body. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I don't know if, if if she approaches him or he approaches her. They don't show that, do they? She's curious about it. Yeah. So maybe she goes and knocks on his door or walks in his room. Yeah, it just doesn't show that at all yeah he looks like he's right up there with the lovers of Haddonfield I thought he came into her room that could be personally but he had the decency to leave his shirt on the whole time the lovers of Haddonfield (laughs) (laughs) and right afterwards she's really startled by what's happened well she she might not have genitals that's yeah that could be what it is that's what we decided she's not she's not, she's not real. She's not fully. He, he's having a he's having a struggle, and yeah. then she pushes him off, and she examines herself. So you get the idea that, she, like her human fakeness is just the skin. Yeah. Okay, so it's just a skin suit. Yeah, but her eyes and mouth were working after she took the skin suit off. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird, huh? Yeah. A little bit, perhaps. <laughs> maybe, a little bit. maybe a tad <laughs> strange. A little, a little yeah. skew here. It's not as common as decapitations. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought... Uh, my, my Well, that's something you don't see every day. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, she grabs a lamp and goes, what's going on down there anyway? Right. Yeah. And she's pretty freaked out. Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe she felt urges that she wasn't uh, equipped to act on. Yeah, and she, that's, and that's your theory. She looks like she's trying to fit in, but hmm. there's well. no there there. <laughs> you may be right. Okay, so um, so she takes off for the woods. I thought maybe that that was a moment of conception, and she freaked out because she could sense the life inside of her. No, no, he doesn't get that far. No. Yeah. Uh, well, I was thinking it'd been like thirty or forty whole seconds. Maybe he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're thinking of Haddonfield. Yeah, like those guys. Um, okay, so we've determined it was probably a skin suit, and the two of them are wondering why why isn't this working the way it's supposed mm-hmm. to? Okay, that makes more sense than my theory because <laughs> I thought. Well, uh, this is just me theorizing. It's open. Yeah. It doesn't say what it is. Well, it it's, it seems. It seems more valid. Okay. She runs off to the woods mm-hmm. and passes the creepy uh, uh, logger guy yeah. on, on the path. 
And he really kind of quickly fast talks her into um, telling him that she's alone and vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. This is not his first time being a rapist. Maybe. I don't know. He seemed like a, he seemed <laughs> like a well-seasoned professional rapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he seemed to have like his whole scheme. His whole Although scheme. I didn't agree with his rape policy i did agree with his burning crazy creatures you see in the woods with petrol policy <laughs> that, okay this this whole ending bums me out on so, so many so levels et had landed in your backyard it yeah it turned dead. out very differently yeah no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take it that'd be ouch yeah gonna grab the, the kingsford barbecue it's gone et yeah. is dead <laughs> So, I don't listen to talking animals. <laughs> I don't obey aliens. <laughs> okay. Did either of you pause the movie to read the sign on that, that cabin, that shelter? Uh, no. It's just but... the rules of using it. It's like those cabins you get in the mountains. Yeah. Where, where it's, yeah, it's shelter it's... if you need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She um, had no understanding of a fireplace that was meaningless to her. Yeah. She looked at yeah. this weird stone box in the wall with <laughs> with charcoal and it went huh <laughs> so there's that thing over there and it, she's just cold and has a nap mm-hmm. she wakes up being molested by the logger so yeah it's, it's some kind of industrial forest isn't it yeah, yeah. it's a really clean line along where it begins yeah, yeah they deliberately chose that yeah I don't know do they do clear cutting there in Scotland do you know uh, well, it, it's, they've, it looks like they've taken out natural growth and then put up these these rows of trees. Yeah, you you know, should... it's, and it's obviously being used for logging. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I worked in, uh, on a reforestation crew and basically anywhere that they... And I don't remember it being clear cuts at all, but maybe they were poorly decided clear cuts that needed to be reforested. And we used to plant these little trees that were tiny things it was like a little sprig of branch sticking out of a plug of roots that was about the size of a cigar and you're stabbing a hole in the ground and sticking that in the ground and (laughs) stomping next to it to pack the dirt a little and moving on and uh i'm sure as randomly as you could place the things it would probably still look like a toothbrush when they start growing up but um so maybe that was like Maybe they logged it back in the 60s and didn't like the fact that they cut all those trees down and then grew new ones and then had to do selective cutting. There's a lot of weird rotations on what they do cutting trees down. I can't claim to understand it. Um, We could quit building things out of lumber any day now. It would probably be okay. Um, So after the molestation, she runs off and, uh, oh, good, she finds a truck. This ought to be a safe place. Yeah, but it's that guy's truck. Yeah. Yeah. She sets off the alarm. Like, she can't drive this thing even if she wants to. Yeah. I don't think there's any way to download the the truck driving manual into her alien brain. Yeah. Of course, he's going to hear the alarm. He finds her. Um, This is the part where he chases her down the path, and he's he's attacking her. Mm-hmm. I think he's done this before. I don't think this is his first time. And this is just based on 
how matter of fact he is about it. Like, like he's got some right to be doing this the way he's acting. And, uh, did it seem to you that he tore her skin? Yeah. Somehow he, he, he feels scar. something and then he, he realizes that something's really wrong. Yeah. And then yeah. when she gets up, you see. Yeah. Big, big hole in the skin suit. But she's not human. Yeah. So once you tear the skin suit, you have to remove it. Does that I seem? Don't, I don't know. Maybe that seems like maybe that's a rule here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to use visual clues. It's like, oh well, that's got to go. Yeah, she realizes that <clears throat> it's useless now. Yeah. Well, I think if she closed the shirt back up, it might be better than tearing it off completely. <laughs> I don't she, know how this stuff works. I mean, she she's gone from being like the succubus to being the witch. Okay. You know, she's uh, she's victimized by men and assaulted, and you know, she's uh, and then they want to burn her because they can't comprehend her. And so, do you think that was a d- direct correlation between burning of witches and this guy burning her? Well, it, it just it just feels like they're patching into like the historical treatment of women. You know, they afraid of difference and <laughs> the dog has a lot to say he, about you know, this he's, he's you know rape is about power and he loses that power over her because of her alienness he's scared by it literal or otherwise and uh, <clears throat> yeah so he, he just wants to destroy it like people would witches so he runs and gets the gas can and douses her and lights her up mm-hmm. now she runs away on fire and they have a really actually pretty shot of the, Oh yeah. It's yeah. The, the snowy, you know, that tree long line shot of her coming out of the snow forest. Yeah. And I don't know how they filmed that, but it looked really cool, even though this is awful. And I hate that this is happening in this movie. <laughs> I mean, understanding the character's arc, you know, makes it make sense, but I still choose to not like it. <laughs> so she goes up in smoke and all this pretty snow is falling and motorcycle guy is watching from a hill. Yeah, is he seeing it though? It doesn't doesn't tell you that he's they actually seeing it, or is he still looking for it? Yeah, they don't tell you. And, and again, Will, you're happy to not be told. Yeah, I think I am too. Mm-hmm. I want to think that oh well, she just goes up in smoke and then turns into a beam of light and starts all over. But that's probably not the case. Maybe I don't know. Who knows what happens? I would say who knows what happens is kind of the theme of this movie. <laughs> yeah. But when when you finish watching it, uh, you feel like you've been changed by the movie. Mm-hmm. You see things differently afterwards. It stays with you You're, for sure. Yeah. You, I mean, definitely for a while afterwards, you, you're looking at normal stuff and you've got this different perspective on it. Yeah. Absolutely. This was probably the most different thing I've watched all year easily. Yeah. I like when I see something that's this different. Yeah. Like that first, <laughs> that's Leela. <laughs> for anybody who's not heard her on previous shows, she hasn't joined us for a while, but she's a shepherd mix, 14 years old and sometimes has a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, how many times do you think you're going to end up watching this? Well, mm, twice. No, I, I have no idea. At least a third time. I'll probably watch it three times at least. Now, I know it's available on Amazon Prime because that's how I rewatched it. Yeah. 
uh, any of our listeners who have Amazon, Amazon Prime, it's included with Prime. Um, there's a good way to watch it. Jolien has the Blu-ray here. Call him up. He'll Call lend him it up. to you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll he'll rip it to some kind of file and. <laughs> I have no idea. Tra- transmit it through the slurm, and then you'll have it. Uh, it's a really high recommend for me, and I. Yeah, yeah. it didn't do very well, so uh, you can get it pretty cheaply. Yeah, a lot of movies didn't do really well, and have become. Uh, legendary cool movies i mean even like the big lebowski uh, uh john carpenter's the thing a lot of these movies didn't do well and have become really significant or very strong cult followings later mm-hmm. probably rocky horror picture show too <laughs> which is yeah good. that's exclusively a cult thing i believe <laughs> Yeah, but there's revenue being generated, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. People are making money off of it, but it was strictly midnight show kind of thing for a long time. Yeah, it was probably a pretty small release to begin with. But Yeah, it, it didn't do very well when it was first released, but then once it started playing midnights, it picked up. Yeah. I do wonder it how... It's th- too weird for most people. Yeah. I'm, I do wonder how this one's going to catch on, because I think it will. I don't think maybe it, I don't know. This one seems really odd, and I <laughs> does not explain anything. And I don't think people like that. Hmm. I think people prefer a movie that tells a more basic story. Well, yeah, the mainstream and def- has more than forty yeah. words of dialogue. But but for the people who they're just tired of movies where you just you finish watching it and then you go and do something else that doesn't. You know, it as if nothing's happening. Yeah. But if you if you hunger for a movie which actually affects you and changes you and yeah, no, definitely. But I don't think people go to the movies for that reason. Right. I mean, generally. Generally, they just go to stare at shiny things yeah, just for two hours. Eat popcorn. And... Yeah, popcorn. Mm. But uh, I mean, I mean, you know, it's fun. I it, all power to them. But you know, as a as a film nut, I want to see films. Oh, definitely. Uh, that, that yeah, stick with you. The films that, like you're the, not quite sure what that what you just watched. Like the Three Colors trilogy from uh, Krzysztof oh, Kozlowski. Mm-hmm. Um, Amelie, that's a good example of, yeah. and, and not everybody likes that one, but I think that one's got a really unique look and feel to it, mm-hmm. and the humor, and the mood is just yeah. Peculiar. Any films that have like this really unique vision to them like Fellini films yeah you definitely you see things differently after you've seen those oh yeah or or something that is early in the use of like for example elevator the elevator to the gallows Mm. you know like a Hitchcock level of suspense but really cool like uh, jazz of its time yeah Um, that was Miles Davis yeah it was Miles Davis and it's right when he changed jazz from what it was to what it was now going to Mm -hmm. be and movies like that, there's nothing else like them, and they're really cool, and they and they do sit with you. And and this is definitely one of them. I'm so happy to have uh, seen this twice now, and to watch it at least another time before this year is over. And yeah, it'll it'll be one that I'll just watch once in a while. There's there's nothing to not like about it. So um, it's probably a good place to wrap this thing up. Huh? Yeah, let's okay. wrap it up. All right. Well, um, 
Happy I'm, Halloween. Happy Halloween, listeners. Yay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, join us again in a week. Yeah. All right. right. And uh, get or a chance. Your convenience. Or, <laughs> yeah. Lighting, yeah. I'll, I'll be sitting out in the pumpkin patch awaiting the great pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah. And there's... <laughs> or the pretty okay pumpkin. <laughs> it doesn't have to be great. Just good enough. And one last plug. I'll say thank you again to the Moonrays for intro creature features, but also listeners who get a chance, give us a five-star rating and a favorable review on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you catch us on. And uh, it helps other listeners find us. No other reason for it. Other than that, our egos are not involved. (laughs) There is no paycheck. All right. Thanks for listening. Good night. Stay off the moors. We learned this lesson five times. Find fake, let go, red backs, steps, read minds, too.